Brett Ciancia. Pick six previews with us on Wednesdays. Brett, a early happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Did you agree? Did you concur with the committee jumping Florida State, dropping them to number five with you, Dub? Hey, good morning, Bill. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, your family, and to all the listeners out there, the Bill King listeners. Uh, a special week here. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got to start out by saying I refuse to acknowledge that this is the last week of the season. I don't know where that time went. It's, it always goes too fast. We talk every year about it, but, my gosh, this, this time around. Yep. Um, yeah, with the committee, uh, I'm okay with it. Um, when you look at Washington's resume, start, start to finish here, um, you can even argue they should be above Michigan when you look at their quality wins. Um, Michigan, their margins are slimming down a little bit towards the end of the year. Now they're playing some tougher competition. Um, yeah, with Florida State, they've had some close wins too. Uh, the quarterback injury certainly hurts, although there is some precedent here. When we were talking about quarterback injuries, they, the committee didn't penalize Ohio State back in 2014 uh, when JT Barrett went down and Braxton Miller was out. They were on their third stringer, Cardell Jones. Um, so, you know, it, there's precedent there. If Florida State goes out and dominates the ACC title game and proves that the quarterback isn't a total liability there, then they can be right back in the discussion. Brett Ciencia, pick six previews. That Michigan-Ohio State game, what I consider the college football game of the year to date, who has the advantage? Yeah, um, I agree with you calling it that, um, especially with it being a rivalry, uh, with all the off-the-field issues with Michigan, the last two years of it being swung back to Michigan's side after 15 years of Ohio State. Uh, I think that the games of the year will end up being this one, the Georgia-Bama SEC title, and then the Pac-12 title, uh, which could be the Heisman Bowl. But uh, with this one, yeah, it's strength on strength. The Michigan has the ball for sure. It's the, one of the best offensive lines the past couple of years. They're back-to-back Joe Moore Award winners at Michigan, and, and all of those guys are back again for a third year. One of the best O-lines going up against my number one defense in the country right now, per my numbers. Uh, you watch them, the, the, you know, the eyes back it up. and you know, Maybe not number one to you, but top five, I'm sure, and that Ohio State's defense would land in any kind of category you want to rank them. So, Strength on strength there, and that's been the, the key storyline the last two times that Michigan has gone out and beaten them is that, that they were able to overpower the Buckeyes' defense. So I want to see uh, how, how far Jim Knowles' unit has come this year. Uh, and that's a huge second-year bonus. They're, again, one of the top in the country. Uh, it might come down to quarterback play, and, and Kyle McCord started out the season as a little bit of a liability. Their, their biggest uh, flaws were McCord in the passing game, uh, not, not much of a scrambler working through his progressions. And some of their short yardage run game uh, they've struggled with, but both have both have improved. Is what I'm getting at. Uh, run game has taken off now that Henderson's healthy. McCord maturing as he goes as a first year starter. I'm going to go for Ohio State here. I'm going to pick Ohio State to go in there. I know it's about a field goal spread given the home field advantage, but a lot of distractions up in Michigan. I think Ohio State has revenge on their mind uh, and a better defense. I think they're going to get it done. The one item. <clears throat> That is, well, there's a couple things different about this. <clears throat> Excuse me, the, the cold thing's still kicking in on me. But the way Michigan has been able to line up and bully them, particularly the last two years of the second half, just literally knock them to the ground and step on them. 
I don't think Jim Knowles' defense allows that anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we saw improvements last year, too. Uh, the first half, I thought they played to pretty much a stalemate. Uh, there weren't any big collapses in that first half. And uh, then the second half, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the levy broke. But this time around, they played some similar types of offenses. I mean, Notre Dame, their, Notre Dame's goal was just to wear you down with their offensive line and, and power you on the ground. And, and they held their own against Notre Dame. It was a, a, a low-scoring game. It, you know, it, the margin wasn't tight because of their defense. It was uh, some offensive limitations. But uh, there, uh, Penn State, similar deal. They, they, uh, they were a little bit one-dimensional. They wanted to run the ball. Now, I think that Michigan has a lot more uh, dimension to their offense than Penn State. I think that J.J. McCarthy's proven he's a solid quarterback. Blake Corum, he's up for All-American candidacy here with 20 touchdowns, leads the nation. Uh, more receiver threats than what Penn State offered. But, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, I think that Ohio State is peaking right now, and um, I think that Michigan has gone through the season almost untested until that Penn State game. Uh, so I wonder if that's going to catch up to them. I think the distractions might be catching up, and um, I don't know. I, I just have a feel on this one. I guess my numbers would agree with what Vegas has. They're about a dead heat tie in my game grader. Any factor in home field, whether you think that's two, three, three and a half, and that's really where Vegas has it. I'm from the South, so there's probably a bias issue here, but I think the Egg Bowl, which we'll see on Thursday tomorrow, is the most underrated rivalry game. It's certainly not considered a national brand, but I absolutely love it. It's in oh, Stark. Yeah. It's in Starkville. Maybe Kiff's got a chance to do something Ole Miss doesn't do very often. That's have double-digit wins. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And um, you know, I like that it has its own special window on TV. It's always that Thanksgiving night, so now we come to expect it. You know, in my house, my family, we don't do that NFL Thursday night game. We have uh, that's Egg Bowl time. So, uh, you know, that's that's grab an extra slice of pie, some leftovers, and 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 we're hunkering now for the Egg Bowl. So, I hope it's competitive this year. What I love about it is the, sh- the sheer passion that you see in that game, the, the in-state passion. Uh, I'd-, I'd equate it to a Carolina-Clemson uh, or even a BYU-Utah. This is the level of in-state passion. It rarely has national implications, but you and I agree. It doesn't always have to be national. I mean, we love the regional, the in-state stuff. So this is uh, one of my favorites, I agree. And yeah, it would be a special year for Ole Miss to get to 10 wins. Um, you know, they played Alabama tough. They, they had the win there over LSU. A lot of close wins this year, but when you look back on it, 10 wins is special. And they can play themselves in the New York's New Year's, New Year's Six uh, consideration here in the final year of the playoff. The Iron Bowl. Auburn coming off an atrocious loss to uh, a well-coached New Mexico State Aggie team. I don't want to down them here, but just got dominated. And now Alabama comes in there. What do you anticipate? I mean, New Mexico State, I know they're having a fine year, but that's got to be one of the worst losses in Jordan Hare history, right, at least yeah. the last 10, 20, 50 years. I mean, um, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it was a 21-point finish there. So that's crazy to me. Uh, Auburn looked like they were turning a corner a little bit uh, within the first year there. They started to stack some SEC wins. Uh, they beat up on uh, Arkansas big time a couple weeks ago. So that would shock me, to be honest. But, um, yeah, what stands out to me here is you see a 14-point spread between Bama and Auburn. There's also a 14-point spread in the Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State. So it, it just seems crazy that you're talking uh, that those two that those two pairings have the same point spread. So I don't know if the angle is to go heavy Bama there, like they should be more than 14, or think that Oregon State should be less than 14. It just it stood out to me, uh, you know. But 
Uh, in this one, I think Alabama overpowers them and, and they get ready for the SEC title game. Um, maybe that line's a little bit thinner because who knows if Saban wants to uh, lay off the dogs a little bit late in the game and, and just rest up his guys for the title game if it gets out of hand. Uh, there could be some late scores from Auburn there to cover. I don't know, but that, that, that line stood out to me. I think I would, I would go Alabama heavy. Brett Ciancia, Pick 6 Previews, joins us each and every Wednesday. couple of other items that I wanted to ask you about. Texas and Alabama played early. Texas clearly won that game. Can't debate that. You could debate where both teams are right now, although Texas has only lost one game since then. How would you decide if it came down to those two? Yeah, well, I, I think you got to go Texas. I mean, I'm a huge believer of what happens on the field. It's got to matter. I mean, especially in such a tight vacuum like that where you're, you look at these resumes. Okay, they're both 12-1. and one. They would both end up as conference champions. Uh, then you got to look at did the teams play each other. And in this rare case, yeah, they did. And, uh, and it was in Tuscaloosa. So, I mean, yeah, Texas should get the nod over them. I know it was September, but – we only have 12 games in college football. You know, it's not 162 like baseball. I mean, one out of 12 of your games, that, that matters big time, especially head-to-head. So this may upset some SEC folks listening. And I, I don't know, when you, when you look at this scenario, there's a chance the SEC is shut out. And it almost sounds funny to say it would be poetic uh, in the final year of the, SC, of the uh, four-team bracket. Um, I, me and you have always loved the, the four-team bracket, but some of its haters have said it was too SEC-centric and that the Pac-12 was overlooked. It may just shake out where the SEC might be left out this year, which would be crazy to think. But, look, you got an undefeated Big Ten winner. you got an undefeated Florida State. You have potentially an undefeated Washington. Brett Cianci of Pick 6 Previews. Talking college football. Brett, a lot of rumors about the portal coming up here. I don't know if you pay attention or spend any time on it, but there's already Evan Stewart rumors out there from A&M. Did we lose him? I think we lost him there. Okay. Yeah, I think we lost Brett. Brett Ciancia somehow disappeared there on the telephones. We'll get him back. Top of the hour, we'll talk with Blake Rafino. Always going down to the boot. Top of hour number two. Johnny Crawford, if you have any College football officiating items, issues, disagreements, questions. Johnny will be with us about 20 minutes in to hour two. And then later, Kevin Hagan, T.J. Pittenger. Brett, I was just remarking, not sure what category, but with the transfer portal about to open up here very shortly, there's already rumors out there. One's about Evan Stewart, fantastic playmaker at A&M. Yeah, I, I think that one of my biggest storylines would be to, to look and watch this A&M roster because that's an early vacancy, early early coaching change, and they had some of the most stockpiled five-star talent we've ever seen. So there's a lot of five-stars there that are a year or two into their careers ready to get a fresh start and ready to, to almost come in and start in most places in the country. So uh, that, that roster may be rated unless there's some quick movement there on the coaching, uh, coaching search. But, yeah, I agree with you. For everybody, there's a 30-day. I, I actually misspoke there. The The portal is coming up, but A&M's in a portal situation because their head coach got fired, so it's current for them. And also, if you take a look 
and I was I had on that A and M Abilene Christian game, and I'm not sure what they did and the way they handled Moose Muhammad, but he made a phenomenal play where he went up, grabbed a high point and a ball with one hand, and then jumped over a guy. No telling what's happening with that roster getting poached by all these other teams. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's a great example. Muhammad's a great player. Uh, all-time record recruiting class last cycle, and you yep. just know that these guys are ready for a fresh start. And um, Yeah, so look, look for these guys to be targeted by almost every program in the country. What about the Apple Cup, the Washington-Washington State game? Any chance for an upset there? No, I think that Washington's pretty focused here. I think they're going to finish it off. But Washington State started the season strong. They were 4-0. They had a couple big wins. They beat Oregon State. Their offense was scoring a ton of points, beat Wisconsin. But they really struggled here October, November. Uh, fell towards the, the full bottom of the conference there. They're going to finish second to last just above Colorado. So I think the Washington here focused on making the playoffs. They know that they have no margin for error. They're going to they're gonna get it done in the final Apple Cup. It's a little bittersweet seeing the final Apple Cup, the final Civil War, um, and potentially some other last time seeing these rivalries played on Rivalry Saturday. I'm sure these conference schedules are going to mix it up. So uh, really a shame there. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a great ending to the Pac-12 and the, and the rivals. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Pick 6 Previews on Twitter com. Uh, we're also putting out there the Big 12 tiebreaker scenarios today. It's pretty crazy over there. Uh, you have four teams that are still alive for Dallas in the final year of Texas, Oklahoma, and the Big 12. So huge rivalry weekend. Again, thanks to the Bill King crew, the listeners, and uh, have a special Thanksgiving and Rival Saturday. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Georgia dog down on the Emerald Coast. Billy. If you have to take away somebody on Georgia's offense, who is it? One without Bowers and McConkie. Both are back. 